Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Dub, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. It is your new host, Doug Eddie, brand new to the show. I've never done this one before. I'm a little nervous. Uh, so I'm going to bring in my co-host, James Kreese. Tyler is off this week. Uh, he's had family birthday parties. He's got family staying in the house. They're still buried in snow, I think, in Minnesota. But James, guess what? We're supposed to get snow here in the next day or two. What is that? Nah. <laughs> nah, it's gonna. Nah. This is gonna turn into rain. <laughs> I'm too far south for all that, man. It snowed. I think it was yesterday on Saturday. We got a little bit of snow yesterday. We too. got we got like a flurry. It did not even touch the ground. So yeah, we got less than an inch. But we're supposed to get. It originally was up to a foot. Now they're like three to six. Who knows? Like I, whatever. I wake up. Oh, it's snowing. Cool. I have an SUV. Not a big deal. I have a snowblower. Not a big deal. So I don't. I get went out and got a snowblower last year because we had that one big storm where we got like 18 inches of snow. I bet it's sitting there looking pretty with the it's fresh paint shiny. in the garage. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty shiny, chilling out in the shed. Probably won't need it this year. Knock on wood. You know? Yeah, right. So I just want to make sure if you're tuning in and you know you want to join us every Sunday right around 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can see this live on YouTube, which you can drop a like and subscribe. That would be very helpful to the channel. It's all about the subs and the views. As Toronto Dave know, is in the chat. Shout in out. the YouTubes. What's up, Toronto Dave? And uh, you can also see this live on Facebook as well. Uh, feel free to leave comments. We'll get to them as we go if it's in the flow. So thank you, Toronto Dave. You got questions. Feel free to drop them. We'll get to them if we can. Um, you know, this episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Just an amazing product overall. Like if you're a guy and you're hairy and you're kind of like, you know, I need something to trim all this stuff because I want to look a little bit leaner. Maybe it's the summertime. You want to look a little bit more svelte. You want to be able to swim a little faster. Go on manscaped.com. Use code DHH for 20% off. You're going to get the lawnmower 4.0. It's got a wireless charger. You're going to get a weed whacker for your nose and ears. You're old like me. There's hair coming out of everywhere. You're going to get the crop preserver. So if you know you might be maybe getting lucky and you're like, you know what? I want to maintain. I want to, I want to make sure everything Still looks good. good. Not only look good, but also Feel smell good. good, feel good with the crop cleanser, the preserver, as well as the crop reviver. It's going to make everything just smell like very inviting, like you know, like they're going to be drawn like moths to a flame. So make sure you check out manscaped.com. Use code DHH for 20% off. Your balls will thank you. They'll look up at you and say, Thanks, pal. Yeah, that's how it works. We are here this week to talk about the 2023 running back landscape. Unfortunately, I missed the quarterback landscape last week, but I listened back and it was a great episode. So I'm excited to bring the energy with James today and talk about some running backs. We do have some news here in the league. You know, it's there's never an off season when it comes to fantasy football, right, James? Not in Dynasty, buddy. Not in Dynasty, even regular fantasy football at this point, but Dynasty, we've got the Combine coming up this week. Yeah. Like, hello, Combine this week. We're going to see some players' stock rise. We are going to see some players' stock fall. It happens every year. There's going to be someone that surprises that all of a sudden flies up boards because they ran a 4-3 or some other BS. It happens all the time. Let's get into some coaching hires, though. There's going to be some coaches at the Combine that are brand new, checking it out. And one of them is Broncos DC Vance Joseph. 
Um, NFL Network's Peter Schrager reported that they are hiring Vance Joseph. I believe he used to be their head coach, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's coming back as a DC. Denver has one of the more talented defenses, I think, in the league. So I think this is a perfect fit for him. Uh, the Colts hired Jaguars passing game coordinator Jim Bob Cooter as the great name, <laughs> classic name. Uh, and we saw what the Jaguars passing game did last year with old good old Jim Bob Cooter. And the Colts passing game last year stunk. Matt mm-hmm. Ryan and everyone else they couldn't figure out how to use Michael Pittman correctly. It was just bad. So hopefully Jim Bob Cooter is going to use, uh, you know, Michael Pittman a little bit more like how he used Zay Jones. Um, that would be good. I would like that. Uh, Cooter reunites with the Colts head coach Shane Steichen after the two were both spent um, 2021 as members of the Eagles coaching staff. So nice that they already have that uh, relationship with Steichen being an offensive-minded coach. Now he's got Jim Bob Cooter who worked with him. So I like this a lot for Michael Pittman and then whoever they draft at quarterback, which will be their starter, because I'm pretty sure that's what they're going to do. You would oh, say yeah. that, James, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just going to be uh, – it'll be interesting to see how the quarterbacks shake out. I, I am really excited for the combine, one, for the quarterback position, um, to see Anthony Richard, Richardson blow up the combine physically. Um, not physically blow up the combine, but you know what I mean. Um, and see his stock go through the roof, and then all of a sudden, like, you know – I think some, his stock is already through the roof. and that's, It's going to go higher. It's going to go higher because the guy is really good. It's going to go higher, and, 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 and then there's going to so be whispers of he's cause... a top-four pick. Like, it's going to happen. We all know it's going to happen. It happens yeah. every year. A player gets propped up like that. Uh, or Will Levis has a really good combine, and his stock increases. This None of this will surprise me. Um, we did have some player news, and we are talking about running backs today, and this is a very important one. ESPN's Jeff Legwald writes that Javante Williams' multiple knee ligament tears, quote-unquote, could keep him out well into the 2023 season. He had hoped to be back by training camp, but given the scope of the injuries with multiple knee ligament tears, it's certainly possible that he could be on the shelf to start the season. We saw Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins struggle to clear ACL tears that they suffered the year previous um, that lasted well into the following season. We all know that J.K. Dobbins came back, you know, when at the beginning of the season, he had to Still miss some weeks on pup. He came one, back and was one productive. leg was 100. The other was like 65. Yeah, but he was not 100 percent, but he produced uh, and Gus Edwards, same thing. You know, this one to me is interesting because the Denver Broncos running back depth chart is Chase Edmonds, who will probably be a roster cut because they can save five million dollars. And then Mike Boone, he might. I don't know. I don't think he's a free agent, but, you know, they've got like Demaria Crockett. And this could be a team that's a sneaky sign. One of the free agents that we're going to talk about team mm-hmm. um, going forward. I was listening to a podcast the other day and uh, the name Damian Harris got mentioned. And I was like, I love that actually for that role. Like that would be great. Um, So with Javante Williams, you know, not being effective, you know, it's one of those things in dynasty. He was a top five dynasty running back at one point, just right on the fringe, like between 10 and 12 overall players in startup when the hype was real, um, you know, before the season started. And now he's, he's slipping and he's going to slip even further. So when we talk about buys and sells, running back landscape stuff, you know, I look at it as an opportunity that, yeah, you may not get the 2023 season out of him and you may not get Javante until 2024, but he's still only going to be 24 or 25 years old. He's very young. He's currently 22. Yeah. So he's going to be like 24 when he's fully recovered. Uh, Mm -hmm. So for me, if someone's scared off from this news, it's a great opportunity to maybe send out some offers, you know, maybe um, definitely a buying opportunity. Yeah, maybe we talk about a running back. I'm just going to throw this name out there. Would you do? Would you send Joe Mixon for Javante Williams? 100. percent Okay, even if you're win now, still do it. 
Mm, depending on how close I am to the win now. Yeah, it depends on roster. But the, just an example of what you might be able to to uh, send for Javante. Another in other running back news, the Jaguars re-signed Jermichael Hasty to a contract extension. Good news for Travis Etienne as the yeah, commitment makes buddy. the Jaguars less likely to bring in someone who'd actually push Etienne for snaps. I love this because I actually really liked Jermichael Hasty. I liked him as a rookie. He flashed for the Niners um, a few years ago. And mm-hmm. guess what? When Hasty stepped in for ETN, um, I think he had a three touchdown game and looked pretty damn good, not only in the passing game, but running in between the tackles. He's got that extra juice um, that we like to see from running backs. They, they run a little nasty. They run a little hard. Um, nasty. He runs nasty. a little hasty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hasty pudding. <laughs> um, so I like this move, not only for the Jaguars, but also for Jermichael Hasty. You know, we saw Travis ETN largely be healthy in his second year in the NFL. But now Hasty, I think, is a high value handcuff. Right, James? Uh, yeah, I think so. He he can't really ho- handle a full workload week in, week out. But yes, he is a nice compliment piece. He is the handcuff to Travis Etienne. So if you own Travis Etienne, um, definitely look into acquiring Jamichael Hasty. Yep, I like that a lot. Uh, speaking some quarterback news here, Buck's senior advisor, Bruce Arians, let's give him a title without giving him a title. I uh, told the Rich Eisen show that he thinks Tampa Bay is in good hands with Kyle Trask, who will be as this will be his third year. Quote unquote, he's got all the size. He's got the arm. He's got the statue, Arian said. The former Bucks head coach stopped short of saying that Trask would be the starter, but a report out today from ESPN's Jeff Darlington noted that Trask was likely to be the guy under center. Now, smoke. They- there could Straight, be fire smoke. with this. Here's the thing. The Straight Buccaneers smoke. are need to do some shuffling of their cap. They are currently like $35 million over the cap. So they need to do some stuff because of Brady's dead cap 52, money. $57 million Okay. So it's a lot. Yeah. 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 I know Brady accounts Number for like 32, 32 of that. League. Yeah. Yeah. So they need to do some work. Uh, you know, for me, the Buccaneers, they should be in sell mode and they should sell Mike Evans. They should sell off pieces of that team. Mike Evans, last year of his deal, he's 30 years old. Let Kyle Trask run the team for a year and tank and get a top five pick and get a quarterback next year. Cause I don't think they're going to have the draft position to get Anthony Richardson at 19 or wherever they pick. Uh, I don't think they have the draft capital to move up that far to get a quarterback, Uh, you know, a veteran quarterback. Maybe it's a Jacoby Brissett that goes there as a starter, but it's not going to be Garoppolo. It's not going to be one of these costly guys, maybe Baker Mayfield, like let Kyle Trask run it. Let the bucks suck and get a top five pick and get your future quarterback in 2024, because that class is looking pretty nice at the moment. Um, that's how I would do it if I was running the team, but you know what? They don't give me those types of responsibilities, but what do you, what do you think about Tampa Bay? You think Kyle Trask, you, you, you kind of, I'm kind of buying it. Um, I, I mean, is he capable of, of starting for a season? Yeah. Is Tampa Bay going to be last in the league? Yeah. If that happens, Caleb uh, Williams time boys. <laughs> and, and I like how you, how you touched on the wide receivers, the, the Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, get rid of at least one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard that going around in circles and it, it just makes a ton of sense for this team just to not quote unquote tank, but quote unquote tank. Yeah. I, I don't think if you bring in a veteran, that team is not going to get you. It might, you might get to the playoffs in that crappy division, but you're not going to win a playoff game really. And you're not going to push for a super bowl. So why bother? Like, just look at the writing on the wall. It's like when we look at our dynasty teams and we're like, I can't compete. <laughs> like, let me start to sell off pieces yeah, and rebuild. You just it's start, the yeah, same just exact blow it up. Thing. That's what you call yeah. it. Just blow it up. A couple last pieces of news. The Tennessee Titans cleared some books. They uh, they were over the salary cap as well, but they released, uh, I believe, nine-year veteran left tackle Taylor Lewan, And they released 
Bob Trees. Um, Bob Trees, Timber. His, his dot was bad last year. I don't know <laughs> if it was the offense, if it was just him coming off the ACL. Um, but we've seen Robert Woods go from a solid wide receiver two two years ago to being like, you could probably get him for a, a cheap draft pick at this point. Uh, I don't know that he's 100% washed per se, but in the right offense, <laughs> Buffalo, um, Robert Woods, I think, could still be productive. I don't think he's terrible by any means, but a year, another year removed from the ACL, kind of like Michael Gallup this coming year, uh, in the right offense, I think Robert Woods could still have some fantasy relevancy. Not a guy you're going to start all the time, but like a high-end bench player um, in most of your leagues. What do you think, James? Uh, Robert Woods did tweet out saying, what next, question mark, and immediately Cooper Cup turned around and said, and raised his hand with the raise my hand emoji. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes perfect sense for him just to finish his career in LA. He's been there for so, so long. Yep. Allen Robinson is an afterthought. Um, they don't have know, anything else. Ben Skoranek. Yeah. Too, too I, well. I, I mean, who else are they going to scrounge together? They can't like really trade any draft picks. They don't have any draft picks to trade. Yep. So, um, yeah, it looks like they're going to pad their, their offense with some, some yeah, we'll see. needed veteran free agents. And Robert Woods, obviously, knowing this, was on that team last year, knowing the scheme, I think he he fits in pretty well. And I'd rather I I never wanted him to be in Tennessee anyway. Yeah, I don't think Robert Woods wanted to be in Tennessee. No, no, so, yeah, it's where the passing game goes to die. But hopefully, they'll they'll change up some things, and we'll see bright. Oh well, with Taylor and... with Taylor Luan leaving, and I know we don't really talk about left tackles too much, True. but Taylor Luan was definitely a, a major piece in the run game for Tennessee. He did a lot of blocking for Derrick Henry up front, and I think it may hurt Henry a little bit moving forward. Yeah, that line last year, they lost Roger Saffold, the left guard, now Luan, left tackle. They've still got the center, um, Ben something or other. But that offensive line is, uh, hopefully they'll, they might Getting do Getting a little suspect. They might rework it, but it is. it used to be one of their strengths, and it is definitely not that anymore, so... Uh, obviously a situation to monitor as we get through the draft and all that jazz coming up next trophy smack james you've got a belt from trophy smack it is absolutely awesome customizable the chef belt it's a beautiful thing and you can customize pretty much anything that you want over at trophysmack.com you can upload images pick from preset images as well what they have in their database got a trophy in the back there yeah and do all those awesome things and not only can you do it for football hopefully you know, now that your league's wrapped up, you've got that all sorted out and you and you got your trophy and you got it from Trophy Smack. And most importantly, use code DHHRING. But if you didn't, now's the time. Use code DHHRING, get a belt, get a, get a trophy, get a $60 value free ring. Not only football, hockey, basketball, baseball, soccer. They've got everything that's right for you. And they also have stuff for the losers in your league. You know, you want to get a toilet seat. You want to get some fake poop, like all those kind of things. You can do that on Trophy Smack. They're expanding their collection all the time over there. So make sure you check out the guys over on trophysmack.com. And once again, that is code DHH ring for that free ring at checkout. All right. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna be a, on a little bit of a soapbox here, James. And then I'm gonna hand it, I'm gonna hand it over to you a bit. Because sure. I, I did some thing some thinking about this. Mm-hmm. The running back landscape. I know you guys talked quarterback last week, and there's going to be a a pretty big shakeup at the quarterback position this year Mm -hmm. when it comes to free agency, potential trades. 
you know, you've got some big pieces that can move around at the quarterback position. You know, maybe Lamar gets traded. You got Aaron Rodgers, like just a lot. We don't know what the Niners situation looks like. Jimmy Garoppolo is a free agent. Derek Carr is a free agent. Like there's all going to be like, you know, probably a good third of the league or more is going to have new starting quarterbacks this year. So we look at the running back position and this free agency class is one of the deeper ones we've seen in recent history. And there's still some needs on teams that are losing some of these free agent running backs um, that need them. So there's other teams that, you know, that aren't losing free agents that need running backs. My look at the running back position is it's very interesting because in years past, we've seen a lot of solid guys, like the top 12 guys are all rock solid or top 10 guys, but it's beginning to look uh, a lot muddier at the top. And there's no like slam dunk guarantee type of guy. I mean, you maybe you could say McCaffrey. See, yeah. McCaffrey, a healthy Jonathan Taylor, although, you know, we'll see what that looks like. You know, Barkley's had some injuries. There's no like slam dunk guy that we can rely on. We know week in and week out and it's just going to put up an ungodly amount of points like we used to in the past. One of the things that the running back position and this is what when we look at like all these running back names, I've got it in front of me and I was like, wow, like there's a lot of guys I like in the top 30 top 40 is mm-hmm. that we've never, I don't think we've ever experienced in fantasy football, the amount of depth at the position. There's so many good running backs in the league. And I think that's reason why we've gone from like a, a more of a committee approach. Like there's very rarely a three down back anymore in the NFL mm-hmm. because there's so much talent injected into the league. You don't need to have one super talented guy. You can have, multiple talented guys and have them on the same roster. And I think that's one thing that's kind of like it used to be in dynasty and regular fantasy football. Everything was running back heavy and that's changed over the years, but because of the depth and the talent, I mean, we've got a lot of talented running backs in the league right now, and we're going to be welcoming a running back class that is very deep. And I think very good. So it's not only that we're going to see, more talent injected into the league where some of these free agents names that, you know, that may not may have a really hard time finding a spot on a roster and maybe they get signed late into free agency. Maybe they get signed in training camp. Maybe they're just on the outside looking in. If they're a little bit older, maybe guys like a a Leonard Fournette is like, you know what? Like you had a good run, but it's going to be really hard for you to find uh, a new spot because like there's just younger guys in front of you. You know, maybe guys like, uh, you know, a Joe Mixon, if he gets cut from the Bengals, has a hard time finding a spot that's really good for him. Like, this is the kind of thing with running back where it's a very, I would say it's a very volatile market right now. I'm not really trading for running backs unless no. I'm unless I'm a win now team. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that coming up. But to me, I think running back is like the one position, like no one's really buying them. So selling them is hard. Right. Because the, the the landscape is so shooken up right now. We have Dalvin Cook might get cut. Aaron Jones restructured to stay with the Packers. So we know where he's going to be. Alvin Kamara may get suspended. Joe Mixon might get cut. We've got Tony Pollard as a free agent. We've got Miles Sanders as a free agent. We've got David Montgomery as a free agent. Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is Josh Jacobs as a free agent. DeAndre Mm -hmm. Swift rumors of him, like not might, might be an out the door in Detroit. Like they might draft a running back. Like, We've got all these guys that are like, if you look at the top 25 or 30, there's question marks on a lot of these guys. We don't know where they're going to be. 
maybe they're coming off injuries like a J.K. Dobbins, like, uh, you know, a Cam Akers in his future. We saw guys that had like, uh, you know, good rookie seasons, but we're not really sure going forward. It is. I would say the running back position is a hot mess. Yeah, I, I can agree with that, Doug. And and to to pour a little spice on top of your drink there that you that Ooh. you just spewed out, like it makes sense. Like the league itself, the NFL has changed. We've gone to a more pass friendly offense. We've gone to multiple running backs on teams. No one single guy is a workhorse outside of like a Najee Harris, um, or even a Jonathan Taylor, CMC, etc. But we are seeing what happens is they all get injured. So you need multiple running backs in dynasty fantasy football and regular fantasy for the most part. But we're talking about dynasty here. So like you, you take a player like Nick Chubb, 27 years old. He is the lead back on that team. However, he's 27. Mm-hmm. He's still inside the top 10 in, in ADP. And immediately it jumps off the page to me like, wow, I didn't realize Nick Chubb's 27 years old. He's hitting that time mark in his career that you have to start thinking as a dynasty manager. If you have him on your roster, you're trying to offload him for someone younger with the same potential to be a top 10 dynasty running back in the near future. Eckler is another one who's 28 years old. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Coming off two straight years of top three running back. Alvin Cook. And and like we've talked about these players before, and I I pushed to get Joe Joe Mixon off my my squads one year too early. Like last year was the mm-hmm. perfect scenario. I sold him a year before that. Yeah. Um, but it, nonetheless, these guys still have breakout games. So it's not like you're tossing them out the window. It's just you have to pick and choose who's going to be the safest bet for your dynasty team for the next three to five years. Yeah, it, look, just looking at this running back list, man, it is. I've got some dynasty rosters where I have Joe Mixon, Devin Singletary, Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift. So it's like I have depth, right? But I don't have. It just goes to show, like those are all great names, but there's no like you know I wouldn't consider any of them studs at the moment because there's only a couple of them in the league. Like there's a handful of them in the league, and that's it. Um, so for me, it's like I have this pile of running backs that I don't know what to do with. So the only thing I can do is hold them and have depth and then hope maybe that someone that has CMC or one of these other running back up Barkley, like, Oh, maybe he gets injured and I can sell one of my running backs to them. Uh, but that's I pretty mean, much you're how you hoping have to approach to, it. You're hoping to sell in season and most of nine out of 10 times you can, I mean, and it's the best time to sell in season when, when people are trying to make a push for the playoffs, et cetera. But like the things that really stand out to me on this ADP rank, and yes, we use DLF uh, Dynasty League Football. Go ahead and check them out. Um, One thing is Isaiah Pacheco, running back 32. uh, We just heard that the Chiefs are declining CEH. I can't even say his name anymore or his initials. I don't want to say his name anymore. Fifth year option. McKinnon is a free agent. We didn't see a, a full workload from Pacheco until after week eight by week. So from week nine on, he was RB 22. And that and that leads me to think, yes, of course, the Chiefs are going to go and draft a running back this year. But At some point. Are they, yeah. are they going to draft them early? No, I don't think so. I think there's enough depth in this running back class where they can get someone to supplement carries 
for Pacheco and Pacheco is going to be the main guy. We saw his usage start to grow. Like I said, RB 22 from week nine on, we saw his utilization in the playoffs. Uh, I guess I think the first game against, uh, well, never mind. but I see his value continuing to improve. And I bought in early this season for, for a mid second and I didn't look back and that has already paid its dividends. I think, Pacheco is a, is a guy that I want to try to roster. He's going to have a bright future. He's young. He's on a great franchise with a great quarterback. And you know, the they get down towards the goal line. Pacheco is going to be the guy. Yeah, I'm kind of split on Pacheco. I like the player, but he's going to have to buck some major trends in order to be a hit. Because typically any running back that's either drafted in the seventh round or a UDFA, um, you know, the, his ceiling might be... Uh, a season as an RB two. And then after that, they tend to fade away. I mean, we've seen it happen in the past with guys like Philip Lindsay. Um, you know, we saw Chris Carson be productive for, you know, a year. Um, but he just could never put it together physically, unfortunately. But for me, Pacheco is one of those. He's interesting because you know, the chiefs aren't going to go out and get one of these free agent running backs. They can't afford to. No. So they're going to roll with a guy making dirt money. That was a seventh round pick. And they'll probably take a running back in the you know fourth, fifth round to to comp and maybe they take one of Kareem these guys. Hunt. Kareem Hunt, why not pay him a one year contract like just like they did McKinnon? Yeah, I mean they might get a veteran in there. I mean they have Melvin Gordon on the practice squad. He's got a ring, by the way, which is really yeah. Melvin Gordon's on the that. Chiefs practice squad. Um, he got a Super Bowl ring. Strange. Um, and Weird. so did Rojo, and he did nothing. Oh, but, Rojo. Uh, so it's going to be that they're going to bring in some like Rex Burkhead type of veteran running back that's still got a, maybe a little bit of juice and it'll be Pacheco at least for, I think the 2023 season. And then after that, I mean, guys like Pacheco are just kind of disposable, which is what I'm concerned with. I don't think he's a special talent. I think he's situational. He's in a good situation. So for me, if someone's going to offer me like, all right, I'll give you a late first for Pacheco or a high second, I'm probably going to take it because I just don't think the long-term sustainability of his career is going to be a hit. Like 2023 might be the year where he has, maybe he gets a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns and that would be awesome. But I just don't see him being long for the league because we've seen it before and guys that have been drafted in UDFAs that just don't typically last that long. So that's my thing on Pacheco. James Robinson. Yeah, it's another one. Shout one out. good year. I mean, yeah, he had some, he had an injury concern. Still a very good run. They back. still drafted ETN even when he was healthy. So yeah, you know, that's, they obviously knew something and uh, he burned out really, really quickly. So that's a, uh, that's an interesting one for me. And I think he is a, he's one of the few running backs that's really gaining value. And I think, think it is time to capitalize on that and, and sell off if you can, if someone's super pumped about it and they're kind of not seeing the forest through the trees, that's the kind of move where if someone's going to be all frothy and be like, I'll give you a late first for Pacheco. I'm, I'm taking that. Give me any of these rookie running backs that make it to that position in the draft. Maybe it's a Sean Tucker or a guy like that that I really like that maybe I can get at the end of the first. Like, hell yeah, give me that all day long. I don't care where the landing spot is. I just think they're more talented, to be and quite honest. The other one that the other uh, name that jumped off the page to me for their ADP was James Cook, Tyler's guy, James Cook. You know, at the bottom of our running back 36, at the bottom of RB3 territory and dynasty, like, Guys like James Conner, Leonard Fournette, Elijah Mitchell, the aforementioned Isaiah Pacheco, Kareem Hunt, Antonio Gibson, guys that really didn't do as much as James Cook's potential mm -hmm. says he can. And 
for him to be this low on the list, I, I think it's a it's an extreme buying opportunity for James Cook, to be honest. I'm it's gonna be one of those things that like you can either buy it's James, a risk or get a biscuit. It you really can either is. you can either buy James Cook now while his value is a little bit low, and then maybe he escapes the NFL draft. Because I'm concerned that the Bills, I'm seeing it very commonly in a lot of mock drafts, the Bills drafting Bijan. Right, which would be a great fit for the NFL. Like I think that would be a good and it would spot screw because James, James it would Cook's value right down. It the would screw, it would screw it a little bit. I still think he'd be active there, but they also have Naheem Hines. Although they could probably get out of his deal. Um, Devin Singletary. I think if they don't draft Bijan, they could bring Singletary back because he's going to have a hard time finding a market. I think they can bring him back on a cheap one year deal and then use him and Cook again. I just wish the Bills would commit more to the run. I think it's probably one of their Achilles heels that they don't mix it up enough. Like they're pretty predictable when it comes to offense. Um, we've seen those guys be successful in that system. With Singletary's had some nice games. We saw what Cook can do. I would love him to be like, hey, we're going to flip flop it and give Cook 60% of the work and give Singletary 40%. But I don't know what they do. If they draft Bijan, then we're talking like Bijan's got a three down skill set. I know they don't want to run him into the ground, but that's when I would probably buy some James cook because then he would never be, <laughs> he would never be cheaper um, <laughs> because I still like the player. Um, but he's an interesting one for me. I think if you buy now while his value is a little bit low and you escape the NFL draft, you're going to make out pretty well on that, but you could also buy now while it's low and then it could get even lower. So it's one mm. of those, like you have to take a calculated risk on what you're going to do and have to be prepared to for yourself. Like, Hey, I made this risk and maybe it burned me. You just have to know that going in with whatever offer that you send. Yeah, you don't to, don't over don't overpay. Right. And you have to live with it. Be like, you know what? I took a gamble and it worked out or I took a gamble and you know what? I got some egg on my face, but that's dynasty. Like you make those gambles and sometimes they pay off. You go out and you acquire Tyreek Hill because he got in legal trouble like Tyler did. And then Tyreek Hill's a top three receiver every single year since. Like those are the risks that you have to take um, in dynasty. And sometimes they don't work. All right, let's move on to where some of these rookies might be if they were placed in ADP. James, why don't you take this one away? I've talked enough. I mean, B. John Robinson instantly number. Uh, he's inside the top 10 without even stepping on an NFL field yet. I mean, the, I, there's people that have said he's RB1 right out well, of the Well, I think that's just a little bit ridiculous. We've seen mm -hmm. the people that are on the top. Christian McCaffrey. Recency Jonathan bias Taylor, yeah. Currently, Kenneth Walker, top three. <clears throat> My guy. <clears throat> Um, and then Saquon Barkley behind him. I think he could fit somewhere in this top five. Might bump out Kenneth Walker when Brees Hall comes back. Um, but yeah, he's definitely inside the top 10. Probably, I want to say RB7, RB8 range. I would take DeAndre Swift down a notch if John Robinson was a full three-time, three-down back in the NFL right now um, on a team that doesn't have any other competition in its backfield, obviously. But yeah, Jameer Gibbs, um, I have him in the RB low RB two range RB 24, probably similar to a Rashad white or David Montgomery um, can do it all. Very I have him higher than that. I think. Yeah, uh, we'll see. I mean, cause some of these guys, you never know. I mean, would you, would mean, you want Jameer Gibbs or AJ Dillon? Cause AJ Dillon is RB 23. Uh, give me Gibbs. Yeah. I would Depending want, on the Gibbs, situation. I would want Gibbs this is over, situation. I would want Gibbs over Miles Sanders. I would want Gibbs over Joe Mixon. I would want Gibbs over Derrick Henry. I would want Gibbs over probably Dobbins, Camara. Like I've probably got Gibbs like Ooh, in the you got mid him up high there. I've got him in the mid teens. I just think if he goes to the right spot with an offensive play caller that can move him around like a chess piece, it's a 
absolute smash win for Gibbs because of his skill set. Now, if he goes to somewhere where it's the same, like they don't do any of that. And it's kind of like a boring run scheme. Eh, I still like the player a lot, but I'm not as excited because I don't, if he goes to somewhere, they're not going to use him creatively. Then that I think hurts him. So it's all yeah, a lot put him of in a place like spot, new sure. Orleans and just throw up in your mouth. Well, I mean, they might need a replacement for Camaro. Oh, they do. They everyone, will. everyone under their friggin' mother like comps him to Camaro all the time, which is just nauseating at this point. Think of something different, please. Um, <laughs> oh, yo, yo. Uh, so yeah, I, I have Gibbs a little bit higher. What do you think about Zach Evans? I've got some. I'm on the places? fence about Zach Evans. He's more of a downhill runner. Um, number one yards per attempt in 2022, six and a half yards per carry. Um, he could break a lot of tackles, but not as much wiggle as Gibbs. And that makes me think that he is going to be set more towards a goal line back situation. He hurt his knee and had a concussion in 2022. So I want to see what he really can do in the combine. If he can do those passing pass catching drills, especially I think they call it the gauntlet when they run, run across the field and yes. flip each way yep. and, and catch it. I, I love it. That's my favorite drill out of the whole combine. And it just, I, I laugh when I see a lot of running backs just drop the ball. And I, I think he may be one that might just sit on the sideline for that drill. I, he's he's more of a downhill runner. We're going to look for some speed. Um, I think we can fit him in somewhere. I got him like RB 33, 34. Yeah. Maybe a little bit lower. I'd be okay with too. I'd be okay with the the 30-ish range. Yeah, I mean, and, we've got friggin' Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at RB41, Algier at RB40, Singletary at 39. I would take him over all those guys. Jamal Williams, RB38. Damian Harris, I'm a, I am like Damian Harris a lot, so I'm dumb. But, and then James Cook at RB36. I'd probably fit him in somewhere in that group. I agree there. I think I'd put him over uh, Connor. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, Connor's a great buy for if you're a winning team, but, like, I'm not... Connor in startups is like going so late because yeah. you know, we all know that he's only got so much tread on the tires because he's a running back. So um, that's kind of how it works. I, I like this next name a lot. I think he's a guy that could um, get all, his stock could go up quite a bit due to the combine and people discovering Devin a chain. Um, when you look at his tape, just electric speed. I think he's uh, a little sneaky right now, but I don't think he's going to be sneaky for long. What do you think, James? Uh, small, sneaky, slippery when wet. Um, he reminds me a lot of, he reminds me a lot of Khalil Herbert with the tape. I saw like, as soon as he makes one break, he fools the whole entire defense, just cuts right back across the field, hits the jets and he's gone. The one thing that scares me a lot is, is his size. There is a problem. There is a size barrier for him. I believe he is only 5'9", 185 pounds. Still not the smallest running back in this class, though. Yeah, still not the smallest. But he definitely has a speed to finish to the end uh, to the end zone. Pass catching ability reminds me a lot, like I said, about like Khalil Herbert. And can play special teams, return specialists. So this guy is almost guaranteed to make a roster this season. And depending how things fall out, we can see him on an NFL field later in the season. So I, I like, it. I like, him. I mean, I don't know where I would put him though. That's, that's where I'm struggling. With. I'm struggling with this one. I think I might put him over Evans because of his explosiveness in the fact that he's a better pass catcher. I think he'd be quicker to find a role in the NFL than Evans, but that's just how, what I'm feeling at the moment. Would you like him or Clyde Edwards Hilaire? Oh, get out of here with quite a Clyde is <laughs> hilarious freaking useless. Like, no, I'll take, I'll take my 
fan in my room right now over Clyde Edwards Solaire. Like, let's be honest. I mean, uh, to be to be sincere about the whole thing, I mean, I could see him landing in a place like the Houston Texans where they split the carries between Damian Pierce and him. And it makes a lot of sense. And he could be falling into like the third day of the NFL draft, which would be a perfect scenario for any team to snatch him up a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, this next name I like a lot is Zach Char- yeah. Charbonnet from UCLA. Yes. He's yes. James's rookie RB3. He's got him yes. in the top 30-ish. I just look at Zach Charbonnet and I, I I say like he just looks like an NFL ready running back that can break tackles. He's tough. He's got good hands. He's productive. He reminds me a little bit of like a little bit of a more upright, not as shifty version of like maybe a little David Montgomery in his game. Mm, and I don't yeah. think a, I don't think it's a bad thing. Or like James Conner. Like he reminds me of like a hybrid. Like he's not the fastest guy. He's not the shiftiest guy. But he's smart. He's tough. He makes plays. He's reliable. Uh, so yeah, I think yeah, that's he's a little a bit taller. Uh, he does run yeah. s- standing straight up a little bit, which scares me a little. Always bit. scares but Tyler. Ooh, those those boy, big boy. those big bodied running backs that are like six foot plus, and I, I believe he's like six foot one, two twenty five, yeah. or something like that. And he is definitely going to break some tackles, especially in short yardage. So you're going to see him around the goal line, uh, explosive as soon as he get as he gets the ball in his hands. And he has the pass catching ability to run route. He is very good at running routes. And that's what intrigued me to put him at number three for myself, because he's definitely going to be a three down back in the NFL or can be at least. Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, we never know where these guys are going to go and where they're going to wind up, but Jack sack Charbonnet, I was disappointed when he didn't come out last year. He's finally here, played through his senior year. Great, had great stats. And I look forward to him coming out and I, I think maybe I you know I said the 30-ish range but I'd take I, him over Kareem Hunt I'd take I would him put over him Zeke. over Antonio over Gibson. Gibson yeah I'd I take him over Brian Robinson Brian sure. Robinson like range Robinson. well I think Brian Robinson's value right now is inflated so much in Dynasty it's ridiculous as I soon as Sam Howell steps on the field they're gonna start throwing the ball a million times in Washington yeah. we Gibson know that could be a sne- sneaky value we'll talk about that. Gibson yeah Gibson's value starting to trickle down a little bit but we can get yep. into that a little bit later absolutely the last one on your list of rookie running backs and where they land uh, Sean Tucker I really really like Sean Tucker Tucker's tape. Why is he not getting the love that we all? I, I do not know. I I like Sean Tucker. Probably it, between me, it's a toss up between Charbonnet and Sean Tucker. Mm-hmm. I I think Tucker is just an awesome football player, and he reminds me a little bit of the muscle hamster Doug Martin. Yep, like he's compact. We talked about the software. Yeah, yeah. He reminds me of Doug Martin a little bit, and uh, and we all know what Doug Martin did in the league for a few years. And let's be honest, if you're investing in a rookie running back, you're just hoping to get a few good years out of him. Like you're that's not, right. You're not like ah, I'm going to get him for six, seven or eight years, and he's going to be amazing. No, that doesn't really happen all that often. Um, so if I draft Sean Tucker in the first round and I get three maybe four good seasons out of him. That's worth it. A hundred percent. But I really like his tape. He's got good hands. He's electric. He can find the hole. He's got home run speed. And I, maybe he's being slept on. He's a Syracuse guy. You know, they don't have a great football. Program, I mean, that's so. the, that's what it is. I think it's the ACC that really like says it in general. And everybody always doubts the ACC, but yet we had Miles Sanders, Penn state. We had Saquon Barkley, Penn state. Dalvin, we had Cook, Is- Dalvin Cook, Florida state, Isaiah Pacheco, ACC. Yeah, so, Rutgers. you know, we we never know where these guys are going to come out of. And Tucker just blew Clemson our minds. 1,300 plus yards, 13 touchdowns. He averaged five point yards per carry. 
36 receptions on a team that doesn't really pass to the running back. He could do it all. And I love the comp with the Doug Martin. Um, and I think this guy, if this guy falls to the right team, he might just turn around and be one of the gems in this year's class. Here's the thing. If if the Chargers are a smart organization and they're like, Eckler's gold getting older. Chargers, gold. <laughs> yes. If, if the Chargers are like, you know what? We have a late second pick or a mid-second or whatever. And I know they're kind of looking for a running back to go with Eckler. Sean Tucker could compliment Eckler. And then once Eckler is ages out, then Tucker might have the same type of skill set. Not as I mean, shifty, no but... offense to the to the offense of the of the LA Chargers, but they've been trying to do this for the past three years. They tried to do it with Josh Kelly. They tried to do it last Spiller. year with Isaiah Spiller. And now they you know they're in the same spot they were in two years ago, just minus Justin Jackson. Like that's that's the same situation. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. I like Justin Jackson still, but whatever. I like Josh Kelly. Hey. He played well this year, actually. Mm-hmm. All right. So next, I want to talk about who are we buying at ADP, James? Give me a couple of names and some examples of guys that you're like, you know what? I'm going to go out and try to acquire a running back. And people are going to look at these trades and be like, oh, someone's trying to buy a running back from me. Like, I haven't seen one of these in a while because not many people are out there trying to acquire running backs right now. And especially not in the offseason before the combine. Everybody's like sit and hold, wait to see where oh, these yeah. guys go, what the situation's going to be. It's a lot riskier to draft. Just first and foremost, it's a lot riskier to draft or, or trade rather it for a running back at this time of the season um, for your dynasty formats. But hey, sure enough, we've got some for you. And my first guy, I'm going to go low on this, Kenneth Gainwell. Running back 57, 198 overall in, in startup ADP. We know Miles Sanders is a free agent. Whether or not they bring him back next year, I think is irrelevant. Uh, he's even if he's there, Gainwell still started to get usage towards the end of the get to end of the season. We saw him in the playoffs against the Giants. Twelve carries, 112 yards. How could I not remember that and a touchdown? <laughs> um, but I, I think he should be in line for some more attempts, averaging 4.9 per carry, and they seem to like him. And I think Hertz likes him too. Very usable in the passing game when needed. Miles Sanders was pretty much not in the passing game whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so I, I think Kenneth Gainwell takes a step in the right direction in 2023 that we all hoped he would take in 2022. We saw it started, it started all at the end of the season, and I think it continues into the next season. So I did some digging on this because I, I wanted to prove to myself that I was right. And first and foremost, I saw Jerome Ford and a 2023 third-round pick for Kenneth Gainwell. Now, anybody in their right mind would be awesome. Sell. Give me Kim, Give me Kenneth Gainwell. Mm-hmm. Another one. Uh, Nick Westbrook-Akine, <laughs> which is like the ghost of... Uh, restricted ghost of free Brown. agent, yeah. Yeah, restricted free agent. But uh, a 2023 third and fourth-round pick for Kenneth Gainwell. I mean, that's... It's nothing. It's absolutely nothing for a player that has potential to pop off in a PPR system in a run pass option uh, where they are trying to move the ball continuously downfield through the air. And he's being used still at the goal line. Uh, yeah. Kenneth Gainwell is is definitely one that I'm, I'm poaching this off season. Yeah. And, and just as a side note, I really like the potential for these third round picks this year in rookie drafts. I think you're going to be able to get a solid running back and maybe even a wide receiver option in the third round this year. So I'm liking those third round picks in the 2023 rookie class, just as a side note, James, you got another buy that you want to, you want to hit us with. Yeah. The other one that I had was uh, Rashad white for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And yes, we know that Tampa Bay Buccaneers are uh, bucking around 
they're not doing nearly as much <laughs> without Tom Brady this season coming up. We talked about the Kyle Trask situation, but it's really going to be a run first team. I uh, am in, in my belief, you know, whether or not they get rid of Godwin or Evans, it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, Rashad white, they drafted him in the second round last year for a reason. Uh, RB 24, ADP 88 overall right now. He is climbing because the secret is out. We know that Leonard Fournette's days there are numbered uh, free agent this year. So Rashad White's in a similar situation as Gainwell. No more Fournette. There's not much cap room. But cap Keyshawn Vaughn, James. In. Keyshawn yeah, Vaughn. But Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah. Remember, Tim? Remember Keep Keyshawn kidding. Vaughn? He's shout still on the roster. Shout out to my boy Robbie Jeffries with Keyshawn Vaughn. But yeah, we talked about it a little bit earlier with the Bucks. They're $57 million against the cap. They are last place against the cap, even with cutting Don Brady. It's still not going to make a difference. They're not going to go out and spend big money on a, on a free agent running back because they know they're not going to win. So we saw that White is capable of handling a three-down work set. We saw it when Fournette went down. He wasn't taking anything big time. Uh, six weeks as RB2 or better when he was handling a full workload. So I can get down with Rashad White. He was a, a name that I snagged in most of my redraft leagues late um, only because I knew that his capability. He's stellar in the receiving game, and we know that system just likes to dump it down to the running back or hand it off. And that's, I believe, is what's going to happen. So Rashad White, I mean, you may have to give up maybe a late round first, a first round pick. I don't know. That might be a little bit too much. But this pick went down. I searched it. Uh, Rashad White and George Pickens for a 2023rd first and second. So in my eyes, it's the second for Rashad White and the first for Pickens. Yeah, Pickens value is still high. Yeah, I agree. And then the same thing on another side of uh, I saw James Cook and Rashad White for Jarek McKinnon, John Mechie, and Wandell Robinson. Wandale. Give me Cook and White. I like Wandale. Mechie's a wild card. McKinnon's whatever. He's not going to do what he did. Yeah, he's a free agent. I mean, we never know. But, uh, yeah, you're you're risking the biscuit. I traded Jarek McKinnon uh, for Jarek McKinnon this uh, about two weeks ago, I wanted Allen Robinson off my uh, roster, That's and it. I put it out there in the chat, and I said, anybody, send me anyone. And someone offered me Jerick McKinnon. So I said, hey, might as well take a shot on someone that's not injured every year. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. But, yeah, so I, I think I think Rashad White is definitely somebody that I'm keeping my eye on, trying to get him on my rosters and leagues that I don't have him. Yeah, I've got a buys. I've got the 2017 class for running backs for win now teams. So we talked a little bit about it earlier. Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, even Lenny. Like if he gets cut, I think that he's a good enough pass catcher, um, pass blocker that he'll still have a role for a team. It won't be like the role that we saw in Tampa two years ago, I don't think. Mm -hmm. But I could see him being still fantasy relevant. And if he gets cut and then, you know, land somewhere, you should be able to get him on the cheap. But we've seen these these running backs that have been productive for years now, um, have the lowest prices that we've ever seen. So if you're going out and acquiring a running back and you're a win now team, these are the guys that you want to get. Um, you know, they're 27, 28 years old. I still think all these guys, maybe Lenny, maybe less. I've seen him fall off a little bit, but I think Mixon, Dalvin, and Kamara still have some uh, some pretty good tread. And Kamara still has a, a decent amount of time left on his contract. I mean, there is a potential out in twenty at the end of twenty twenty three, but he's going to be there this season. Uh, 
depicting any uh and they don't have anything behind them it's not like they're gonna hand it to mark ingram yeah i mean ghost of david johnson we could see one of these other free agents wind up getting picked up by new orleans like we've seen year after year after year like a guy like james connor latavius murray (laughs) yeah latavius murray you know yeah so yeah so i I, i'm kind of in on buying the 2017 class you know you used to be able to get um first for selling dalvin i don't think I don't think people are giving up first round picks. Maybe for a late first for Dalvin. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. In Superflex. Maybe. Same with Mixon. Like, I I think that, yeah, like a second you round missed pick. Mr. Window on these guys to get a top first round pick. Yeah. So, but but again, a window opens up if you're buying. So that's yeah. kind of what I'm interested. And then the other one I had to buy, this one was really puzzling to me. I looked at some of the running backs around the same position as this running back, and I saw names like uh I saw Jeff Wilson Jr., Cordero Patterson, Jarek McKinnon. Chase Edmonds in the middle of all these names Mm -hmm. is a guy who's 24 (laughs) years old, who's been productive when he's been on the field and given the opportunity going into his free agency year at 24 years old. Why is he in the same universe as some of these guys? Let me remind you again, Jeff Wilson, 27 Cordero Patterson, 31 Jarek McKinnon, 30. His name Daryl Henderson's in this list at RB52. I don't get it. It's Alexander Madison. (laughs) Why? All this tells me is go get freaking Alexander Madison. What if he goes to Denver? Yeah. What if he goes to Denver? They run him. Javante comes back. He's not healthy. You can't tell me that Madison won't run for a thousand yards for the Denver I mean, Broncos. Speaking, speaking of, I mean, we just named Jeff Wilson. What happens if Alexander Madison went to Miami? Yeah. Miami, like perfect there's, fit. There's Madison is a really good player. Yeah, it, it's no coincidence when people are like, "Oh, I couldn't tell the difference between him and Dalvin Cook." It's not because they physically it's not look the, hair. the same. It's because they're both really good <laughs> running backs. So for me, Madison at this price, holy smokes, this is a you extreme go, discount. You extreme have to go discount. and get him now. Now maybe he signs somewhere. Maybe he signs in Dallas and he's there with Zeke because like they let Pollard go because they can't afford him or whatever like again not a bad opportunity we know once called upon that he can be the guy he can carry the ball 20 times a game madison is a slam dunk here at this adp like this one stuck out to me like a boner in sweatpants (laughs) all right let's go over we've got a couple from tyler he chimed in uh on the show sheet here and tyler's got some buys antonio gibson at rb38 and Malik Davis, Dallas running back, um, he's RB58, and Tyler also chimed in, I hate buying running backs high. I think everyone hates buying running backs high. Correct. You should um, never buy a running back high unless you're flipping another running back in return. Yeah, and we've always said on this show, once a running back hits the 101 in startups, you have to sell. Sell them? You have to sell. They have Jonathan never... Jonathan Taylor, sell them. never sustained that position in startups after they've hit the one-on-one it, whether it's Todd Gurley, it's Christian McCaffrey, it's Jonathan Taylor, like whoever it is the year after that, they lose value. So that is the bat signal for dynasty owners of those players time to sell. I kind of agree with Antonio Gibson on this one. I, I, think, I agree. I think Gibson's a super talented player. I just think he's been misused. They said JD McKissick's future is unclear. Um, you know, they were worried about everyone was worried about him being the pass catcher. Well, we all know Gibson used to be a receiver. If they let him have some more of that role, I think they'd be better off for it. Brian Robinson, to me, is just a guy. 
like awesome story what he went through and came back and had some success. But to me, he's not anything special. Antonio Gibson has that juice. We've seen him catch and run 70 yards. We've seen him have long runs. Brian Robinson ain't going to do that. Like if no. Robinson's longest career carry is like 50 yards. Robinson's good in between the, the sure, in, in the trenches. I'm not going to take anything away from Brian Robinson, but yes, Antonio Gibson, like whoever the pass catcher is out of that backfield, we've seen it time and time again, you know, they run that with Ron Rivera all the but now time. Eric the OC, and now so the Eric B enemy thing. Um, uh, I mean, I would think Kareem use Hunt him like they use McKinnon. <laughs> yeah, use them like yeah, exactly. If if you put Antonio Gibson next to McKinnon, I mean they're almost the same guy. Gibson's bigger, and more physical. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I totally agree. And Tyler, he nailed it on the head. Go out and buy Antonio Gibson because you're getting him at a discount. When no one yeah. else wants him, you know, in a lot of people's eyes, a lot of fantasy players' eyes, Brian Robinson won that backfield last year, and you can't tell anybody different. So thinking outside the box and hedging the actual claim to fame, um, yeah, Antonio Gibson is in a prime spot to actually pick up some value here because he lost so much over this past season. Yep. So, James, you've got to sell, and then we'll start to wrap up here. I've got some takes on this one, so we won't take too, too long, but – uh, my cell is pretty much any running back that's like ranked super high. Like, it's yeah, and, and <clears throat> same thing here, Ramondre Stevenson. All right, oh. and it wasn't oh so long, Doug, that we were sitting at Dynasty uh, Rich's house in Ohio talking about Ramondre Stevenson. <laughs> you stole like my your guy. purple scar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh but now, two years later, Ramondre Stevenson RB fourteen over in an ADP of fifty eight overall. So he's not getting out of the fifth round of startup drafts. He finished his RB7. What are we waiting for? Sell this man, okay? You just mentioned it. He's an RB1, not RB1 overall. He is never going to be the 101, all right? Yeah. But he is a little bit older. You know, we think about it. Ramondre Stevenson came into the league after being a senior. He's already 25. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty old for a running back. You think about it. Alvin Kamara is 27. He's two years. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson probably has two more years left in the league of doing what he's going to do. But are you ever going to get the same amount of value that you are going to get for him right now? He's no. got Damian Harris leaving. That's uh, a, a great selling point. You know, like I already mentioned in the RB7 this, this year, it's a Patriots backfield. They always add someone. They added Pierre Strong last year. They added Kevin Harris, I believe his name yep, was. Kevin Harris. Time one Montgomery, of the, they tried to make as the pass catcher. One of those guys, yeah, one of those guys isn't going to work out. They will eventually pick up someone else from this draft. They always draft someone late. In the or they'll fourth, get someone fifth, at the end of free agency. Sixth round, right. Some a leftover. And Leonard and just, Fournette. <laughs> and it'll just tear into Ramondre Stevenson's value. I can't see it getting much higher at this point. If you can get a first Ramondre Stevenson, which he's doing right now, he's going for, you know, two 23rd seconds and a 2024th first or a 2023 first straight up. Like, yep. I think you can get that for Ramondre Stevenson. So why not turn that into something now if you're yeah. not competing? This is a tough one for me because I really love the player and I'm a Patriots fan, obviously. But a lot of things broke right for Stevenson. The pass catcher Montgomery missed most of the time. Bill really wanted him to be like in the James White role, Swiss Army Knife guy. Damian Harris was playing really well and then got hurt, extended amount of time. And then all they had really was rookie running backs with, you know, Harris and Pierre Strong. 
They didn't really bring anyone in um, to help. And I think that they probably end up drafting a running back somewhere along the way in a really deep class. I don't think they'll bring in a free agent for any significant money, but we might see a veteran name that comes in. It's either a camp body or maybe he makes the team. Um, With Ramondre, it was all about the pass catching. Like he caught over 60 balls for the Pats. So he filled that James White role and had the first two down role as well. You know, his touchdown numbers weren't great. I think he had five on the season. So there could be some positive regression for Stevenson with that, especially with Bill O'Brien as the OC coming in. I think that offense is going to um, score more points just in general because Bill is there. Freaking Matt Patricia is finally not in that role. Thank God. Thank God. Um, So for me, I think the Patriots offense could be moving on the way up. So it could help Stevenson this year. The time to sell Stevenson might be to hold and sell him at the end of next year. I got a, I got a hankering that they might change it up. They're not going to go committee. <clears throat> Stevenson might be the guy. Yeah. I, I mean, have they ever gone non-committee? When they had Dylan, but they still had pass catchers there. But I mean, Dylan ran for like 1300 yards. And I Stevenson think the problem is, that. you know, if, if they eventually fix the passing game and get some they capable wide receivers in that wide receiver core, then Ramondre Stevenson's value starts to slip even more. Because then he's not going out on every down and catching a ball and just being the playmaker on the field every single down. Uh, and it it will translate into negative uh, regression for Ramondre Stevenson, I'm in my say, opinion. Yeah. You know, we can always differ. We, you know, we, oh, for sure. We're I'm not the same now, if, the, if the Patriots at 14 draft Quentin Johnson, I will physically cry. And not because I'm happy. I will just be like, <laughs> here we go again. Yeah, I mean, I, I would Jordan just... Addison. Like, I would just wait. I, I'm I'm not gonna wait. Rather, you can wait. You can wait another season, and we could sit here next year and and debate who was right and who was wrong on uh, when we should have sold Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah. But you are agreeing that he's maybe going to pick up a little bit more value depending on who they get in this draft, right? But I don't think it's gonna be. Team. I don't think he's gonna go from getting you one first to like someone paying two firsts. Like right, it might be a first and a and a solid. So player. if you can get a mid first. For Mond- for Ramondre right now, 2023 mid like a 106, mid-first. like a 105, 106, maybe even the 107. I'd be su- okay if with that. If it was that. in a super flex yes. league, I would have to take that. I think, yeah. and, and I think you can get in home leagues. Yes, in the leagues that we play with, with a bunch of sharks. Do 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 do. No, <laughs> I think out of those top five picks, easily three of them are going to be quarterbacks. Because once Richardson gets drafted, the capital, the combine, I think he's going to be a top five pick. So you got three quarterbacks. You've probably got, you know, obviously Bijan, maybe Jameer Gibbs. So maybe you get Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yep, Jackson like, Smith and Jigba. Uh, you might have Will Levis hanging around at the 108, 109 mm-hmm. in Superflex rookie drafts. You know, I mean, if you can take a running back at. and flip it into a starting quarterback straight up, like that's how you got to kind of look at it. Like that's always mm-hmm. a win, right? So. Yeah. All right, good debate. We'll we'll check that one later. Although we'll probably totally forget. So whatevs. All okay. right, let's get. I'll write last, it down. Yes, thank you. Our <laughs> last uh, sponsor of the evening is Underdog. You know, baseball's starting up. Spring fever is upon us. If you're into the baseball thing, I used to be. Just can't do it anymore. I'm too old. The games take too long. I'm impatient. I have more. I fall asleep. To do. I got to go take my pills every time a pitcher yeah. hits the mound. The NBA, the NBA season is going strong. Hockey is going strong. Celtics, Bruins looking good. Side note. Um, they've got already got NFL start, uh, not startups, but best ball leagues going on on underdog yep. as well. 
So make sure when you go on Underdog, and if you haven't downloaded it before, please go and do that now on your Apple iTunes or your Google Play Store. Use code DHH, and you'll have your deposit matched up to $100. So you put in $100, you get $100. You know how that works. It's free money for something that you're going to love playing anyway. Um, so all the different things. I love playing it during football season for the prop betting. Um, I got real close to a couple couple hundred dollar wins, and I didn't get them. So I'm determined in this next season to get it right. I missed by like two David Montgomery total yards, a $10 bet to turn it into $200. I was not, not happy, but that's how the cookie <laughs> crumbles. So make sure you check out underdog today. One of the leaders in the new regime of fantasy football and fantasy sports in general. I love that. that. I won a bunch of money during the yes. Super Bowl. Yes. You did. Uh, putting some, some four player teams together, which was a crazy, crazy format that I never thought I would be in involved in and hey it worked out man yeah 100 and while you're on underdog signing up for that make sure you go into your browser punch in dynastynerds.com and sign up for the nerd herd use code dhh for 15 percent off awesome tools right now are prospect film room prospect oh, scores yeah. dynasty gm you get trade tools you get an extra nerd herd episode from rich and the gang just an awesome awesome product over at dynastynerds.com so again code dhh for 15 percent off any subscription and if you need some new gear it's getting cold you need a sweatshirt you need a, a toque. You need a hat. Go on Viridian Global. Search Dynasty Happy Hour. We've got it all on there. So thank you to Manscaped, Underdog, as well as Trophy Smack and Dynasty Nerds for supporting us and being great sponsors that we love to have here each and every week. Uh, James, for me, for you, we're going to get on out of here, and hopefully the three of us will be back together next week when we talk about some wide receivers or maybe we just talk about the combine because I, I think we should just talk about the combine about man yeah, yeah. I, think I think we, if we take a too. break from the landscape and and get into some talk about some, the combine yes talk that's about some of these combine doing. rookies so, man I'm so excited. come and, and listen you know get a fire going and listen to me talk about tight ends and gain the knowledge and gain the value because I every year the tight end class talk about tight ends man i Tight ends are my thing. I'm going to watch them closely, if you know what I'm saying. So with that being said, I'm Doug. He's James. This is the Dynasty Happy Hour. We'll talk to you next week. Later.